We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free. Be free. And the, con the, the discussion we're having today is the first step of that is uh, educating our nation on its rights and its liberties. Now, I have a clip I want to play for you guys because they, the government banks on its population for being dumb. They bank on us not knowing our rights and our freedoms. And we depend on someone else to defend us, you know, when we have issues in this country. So my thing is, you know, I want to apologize because yesterday, it, you know, there's a lot of legal jargon being put out. But what big piece is I was reading from a Congress's, the Congress's bill on the Morris Act when it has to do with marijuana and decriminalizing it. And so one of the things is they write it like that. So you don't want to read it. And I was actually kind of complaining. I was reading it, but they got run on sentences. It's like, this is, this is terrible. And it's like, it is a bunch of pages and it's on purpose. So you don't want to read it. So the thing is in our country, we have other things that we care about, like our jobs, how we're going to put food on the table, how we're going to keep a roof over our head and things of that nature. But when we're in school, are we really being taught civics, real civics? Are we being told the truth? And that's one big piece about why I even do this podcast in the first place. And then why we have another one called Know Your Rights. And I apologize to anyone who did go to that one. I was muted the whole 30 minutes and I didn't realize I was muted. I unmuted myself, but it was still muted for some reason. And then my guest speaker, I would have known it was muted if, they, if their mic was working. Their mic wouldn't unmute either. So I do apologize for everyone who was sat in there for 30 minutes and um, didn't hear a thing. <laughs> but I do appreciate you for being there. So I, I want to I want to hear it from one of the people in our media's horse's mouth about the way they think about American people. So you'll have um, I think one guy, his name is Chris Murray, I think. I, I can't remember. I think his first name is Chris. He's a big, big guy, I guess. Um, and then then um, then there's the, the I think Roland Martin is the other guy. And he calls Republicans stupid. But like they're talking about the American people overall being stupid, but the thing is a bank on us being stupid. So give me one second. I'm going to play this clip for y'all before we get into this and discuss how we can start off educating our community. Where do we point them to first um, in order to accomplish this? Because I say every day to read your constitution, read your bill of rights, read the declaration of independence, read your, all the amendments. But sometimes people need a syllabus. 
So that's what we're going to kind of get into today, but hold on. Let me make sure I get to the right part. Okay, here we go. This delay. Just say something. I want me to get to this issue because this I heard, I heard you, I heard you just say something about they're stupid and I heard you say the word idiot. You talk about what we were just talking about. Republicans. The, yes. Okay. But the, there was a, <laughs> I didn't okay. say stupid though. Yeah, you did. I heard it. You said the word stupid. And I, I, I'm bringing this up okay, because this guy, Jonathan Gruber, yeah. he's an MIT professor who worked on the Obama health plan. Oh, you're moaning. Okay. Okay. Wait. Big controversy because they they found a tape of him basically saying the American people are stupid because he was saying a lot of tapes because what he was saying was to get the bill passed, we had to do a lot of sleight of hand or else they never would have voted for it. If we called it a tax, even though it was a tax, you have to like basically slip a pill in the dog's food. I mean, in a piece of ham to get the dog to eat the pill. Yeah. I agree. And I've heard nobody else in America say that. Everybody on the left and the right, oh, how could he call Americans stupid? Show the clip of the one man in America who agrees with him. But I would never put anything past this stupid country. Because people are dummies. They don't know what's going on. I think a lot of them are just dumb. I'm the bad guy for saying people are dumb. They're not bright enough to really understand the issues. Uh, people are already complaining that you're calling the United States. If you're just joining us, I'm going to let you know this is Bill Murr. And I'm going to cut in on a couple of times when he's talking because, you know, you know, we're not as big yet on all the other platforms. But we do get bigger. They can be like, oh, you're playing such and such stuff. Um, no. So we're going to be discussing what they think of you in a bank on our stupidity. Hold on. States are stupid country and giving you a chance to clarify i don't need to clarify it is and this is seven years old by the way it's a seven-year-old clip and then so he's going to drop some statistics real quick but it's seven years ago so it could be different numbers today just want to clarify that your soulmates it's, I, how, how this is even controversial, I have no idea. It's pretty fun. I, literally, what you were playing that I thought I thought back to a debate I had with John Avalon on CNN, and I said uh, voters were stuck on stupid. He said, Roland, we can't call the American people stupid. I said, yeah, we can call a lot of them stupid. When you look at the actual studies, how many Americans can name all 50 states uh, in terms uh, of civics, we can go down the whole line. We have some fundamental issues. We want to play nice when it's also just about being honest. Only, we have too many people who have checked out of our process. Only 42% can name the three branches of government. 35% can't name any branches of government. That's bad. You can't name the branches of government. So we won't call the American population stupid, but I want to realize where does that problem come from? So if people are getting high school diplomas, if they're getting um, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, and things of that nature, then how is it that we don't know our three branches of government? By the way, we'll be covering that tomorrow. On the Know Your Rights show, but I'll let them continue their their jokes. If you just want to stick with Obamacare, you ask people, "Do you like Obama? Hate Obamacare?" Then you ask them, "Do you like what's in it? We love that." <laughs> no, or, or do you like the Affordable Care Act? Right. Absolutely, but Obamacare, hate it. It's also, the same thing. Forty-five percent say the economy is the most important issue. You know what the average American thinks the unemployment rate is? Thirty-two <laughs> percent. It's 5.8. Even in the Great Depression, it was 25. You ever ask what foreign aid is? Foreign aid. They think that's right. Most most money. They think the F Americans. What they think we spend the most money on? 33 percent spend say foreign aid. You couldn't find it in the budget with a jeweler's eye. 
That's a lie. Sixty <laughs> percent believe the Noah's Ark story is literally true. However, here we go attacking Christianity. Everybody in the media can defend the American. How dare you say they're stupid? There was a movie on that. Must be true. What movie? Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Right. Oh, I thought, okay, I, I thought you meant the, Dumb and Dumber. I thought you meant that one. I'm the only non-American here, but I'm going to defend Americans. Are Canadians smarter? Canadians are very smart, especially the people who live in my district. Those are the smartest Canadians. Toronto Centre, I love you. Wow, that's a, um, that's a suck uh, up right there. I you got to do it. Yes, way to go. You're getting me. I'm, defend, I'm defending Americans here. Because, <laughs> How do you pronounce no, about? No, about. About. about so you're about. wrong. You know no, everything. But the, the fact that Americans have checked out of politics or that Americans find the health care reforms to be really confusing. I don't think you can blame regular American people for that. I think you have to blame the media and politicians. Uh, can for you that. blame them for not knowing the three branches of government for checking out on that one? Because that one happened a lot before health care came down the pike. But we're talking about health care <laughs> and we're talking about the company. They're stupid. Gruber was right. Gruber just Gruber said. was right. He Gruber just said. Let the bitch finish. Let her finish saying what she has to say. They don't want her to I, I don't know who she is. And I'm not going to say I agree with her on everything. But like I said, when we were talking about the Morris Act yesterday, and it's like, this sounds confusing. I don't like I, I, people check out of listening to that because it doesn't make sense. And the same thing that happened when they tried to push that bill with Obamacare. And they don't want her to finish because... I think she's about to say something that matters. We'll see. They let her finish, but they're still cutting in on her while she's talking. I heard everyone else finish her points, but they're cutting in on her. From the people who can afford insurance and who are healthy and young and don't have expensive illnesses and give it to people who are sick and older. Everybody knew that. And also, where else was it going to come from? We live Some in a democracy. Place? Louis Gohmert, Michelle Bachman, these people. <laughs> and then they bank on you being stupid. How's he going to make fun of us for not people in America not knowing the three branches of government, but then you turn around and call America a democracy? That is laughable. That is hilarious. You just call people in America stupid because they know the three branches of government, but you call us a democracy, Bill. People didn't get there by a coup. Somebody elected these morons because they represent them. All right. I will also say that I don't feel like they're actually electing morons. I think they're being installed. But that's just my opinion based off what I've seen. Anywho, so back to the discussion here, educating our nation. So Bill Murr and them, as as soon as you guys do start educating yourself, they're going to keep calling you stupid because they want you guys to fall and obtain to their standards of what they want in this country. And I've seen a lot of conservatives recently started posting Bill Murray because he said some things they like. Stop posting these people. They don't like you. That's how they get more ratings and things. They say a few things you like, and then you guys jump ship, and then you go to them. And then, then you listen to them, and you're like, oh, crap, they're still saying the same crap. They actually don't stand for me. It's like you're looking for somebody to to lead and represent you, but you're but we don't, we can't, we got to skip that part. The first step of every movement that I've seen is one thing I'm missing, the Blexit movement, um, the Turning Point USA, or any of any of these kind of movements, BLM, is they skip the educating the nation part on what their constitutional rights are, their liberties are in this country. And they just skip, it's like, hey, they'll tell you a few little crumbs, they drop them down here and there, 
and tell you, oh, yeah, this is why you should join us. But they don't tell the whole story. So the first thing is, how can we do that? Me just telling you guys to read the Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence isn't enough. Doesn't mean you're actually going to go do it. So that's why I did set up the other um, uh, channel, the other podcast called Know Your Rights. And I haven't been um, doing it. I did attempt to do it and started all over again today, in a sense, but that didn't work out. But it will be back again tomorrow. I'll have two episodes loaded tomorrow on that. But then people won't maybe not show up for that. They won't listen to that. So I have another option I'm going to put on the table. Everything that I do, I ask you guys if you can donate, if you want promo, uh, things of that nature. You can help me because I put a lot of time into all of this that I do. Um you know, probably at least 12 hours a day, at least 12 hours a day that I put into this. So it's like, what else can I do to get people to actually, you know, want to know and educate themselves and communities on what our liberties and rights are? So I had come to this conclusion. I had Flamethrower on the phone. We're talking. And I was like, I'm actually thinking that the, the my my uh, side gig outside of politics, like talking um, about the politicians and the parties and our country and, and with the constitutional perspective isn't enough. I think I'm going to go ahead and make myself a uh, civics tutor. So if you want one-on-one time and we can schedule something together, where we can go over the different amendments. We can do that. So I'm thinking on Saturdays, because I already have Monday through Friday with the constitutionalist podcast. And then afterwards now I've been doing the Twitter spaces at nine 30 and on Sundays, I, I, normally that's when the Know Your Rights stuff comes out. Um, then I have Saturday. So seven days a week. I'm I'm so dedicated to trying to educate and put this information out. I'll even do Saturdays. Well, Saturday, I will just start just with the First Amendment and then breaking it down and teaching like the First Amendment. Then to go into the Second Amendment the following Saturday and so forth. But if you want to, you can't make Saturday or you want you like me dedicated to you. You can hire me as a tutor. Do you have children who aren't learning their civics in schools because we know that the schooling system is a problem? Hey, if it's if my whole thing is um, I'll do it, but that's not free. Everything else I'm doing is for free unless you want to donate or, you know, contribute to what I'm trying to do. But I'm going to start doing tutoring. But I think that if you're very knowledgeable of the Constitution and you know the Bill of Rights, you know our, how our country works, that you should do it, too. Because then you can be, okay, what I'll do is on Saturdays, I can have Zoom meetings where I cover a particular amendment and they'll go in order. And then you guys keep showing up. But if you want personal time or like you have kids and you want to sit down and, and have the whole family there, it's just one household cost for that. But I have everything else is available for free. You can go back and watch podcasts if you want to, you can do that. But some people want a tutor. That's why there's a tutor tutoring industry. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm actually going to start doing the whole tutoring thing because it's it's not enough to just tell people to go read it because people aren't going to do it. They're not doing it. And or if we had people who understood that things is going on in this country and actually wanted to change it, there wouldn't be anyone simping for either party. And I wish I could have heard the show earlier because I was breaking that all down. But, you know, it'll be tomorrow. But like I'm going to I'm going to start tutoring on civics and I'm available for if you have kids, if you yourself want to brush up on it, because you may have read it at one point, but you don't have it 
in the forefront because we need to arm ourselves with our constitution and our and our rights. Are there some flaws in the constitution? There definitely are flaws in there. There are. And, you know, at this time, I don't want to convince the states. I want to fix it until we have good people in office to do that. But we, we need to really focus on the Constitution, um, actually educating people on what those things are. So so here's my thing. Um, when you go to college, you go to school, even if you're in high school or whatever, you have the, the, the teacher professor has a syllabus. I think well, how we have to do this is break it down. Like the first thing we start with is the Bill of Rights, then all the amendments, then the Constitution. And then we can get into the Declaration of Independence. And then go from it from there. Break it down days and and times where we cover it like a professor. Because that's how we've been conditioned, too. A lot of us went to college. And that's how it's broken down. So that's my solution to that. And I'm more than open to anyone else who has another option or how you think that syllabus should be formed. If you want to grab a mic, you can. But the first thing, like I said, we're not going to get anything done Anything accomplished if we don't educate our community on what these rights and liberties are. Like, for example, when 2A, people only think of uh, guns. That's not what 2A is all about. So we need to actually educate the people so they understand completely. They can't be hoodwinked by politicians and the media because they know what's true. The media will become less relevant. These parties become less relevant. Once we actually have communities in the population knowing what their liberties and freedoms are. But us, everyone who's in this room today um, with me, are going to be a part of that process. So I'm just really curious what your thoughts are and what your ideas are on that. Because I am going to start not this Saturday, but most likely next Saturday, starting the option of the tutoring um, our civics um, program. I have to do a lot of research and figure out what platform I want to do the teaching and things on. I have a website where I can schedule the courses and things of that nature, but I have to set it all up. But if you will grab a mic for me, I'm done with my spill. I don't like talking to myself, but I do want to hear y'all's opinions on that and how, you know, maybe I have not thought of something that you guys are thinking of that I could use. So if you would like to grab a mic at this moment, please do so. But while I'm waiting for y'all to grab a mic, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play our commercial for the promotions piece. And when that's over, I hope there's somebody up in here who has a question or or has an idea that they would like to share when it comes to um, how the best way we can go about on community, um, educating our nation. And I'm going to say one more thing before I get to that ad, too, is, you know, back in the day, we had pamphlets and templates and things that people printed off and they would pass out. Just like these politicians go door to door trying to get them to vote for them and things of that nature, we can do the same thing. We don't necessarily just have to have and only use um, to, to social media. While we have it, it's a tool. But there's other things that we can do in person. Like I said, print out certain things. And I'm going to have by the end of this weekend, and but also I'm going to have some new documents you can download for the website because we're going to be talking about the missing 13th Amendment tomorrow um, on this show. So I have three shows tomorrow, just so you know. So put that all in perspective. Like, I'm so dedicated to this. But like I said, I'm going to play this um, real quick. I want your ideas, what your thoughts are on us um, as as citizens. Of After you guys finish, you know, with me, 
Um, if you are trying to learn um, as your civic tutor, you are armed with the information to where you can educate your community well. It's supposed to be like, I guess, a sense of a good virus, if that makes sense. But hold on. I'm going to play our ad and I'm going to get to whoever decides to come up and grab a mic. We have some fantastic news, you guys. We are finally offering promo. In order for the constitutionalist movement to go more places, do more things, and reach more people, we want to use a help you, help me kind of um, funding situation here. So if you're already on the podcast, you get an instant $5 off. If you subscribe to the podcast, instant 5 bucks off. We'll go be, you'll get promoted on Twitter, Twitter Spaces, Gab.com, NotPoliticalProper.com website, on the podcast, and more. Email us at TheRedSenseInfo at gmail.com for pricing, more information, and I'm looking forward to work with you guys. Bye. All right. So I see Robert has grabbed a mic. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, hear hey. me okay? Yes, I hear you great. You sound great. Okay. Um, so I like the concept, and uh, believe it or not, it hasn't been that long since I've been in college, so I can certainly help uh, form a good syllabus. Um, all we need to do is figure out what what the schedule would look like and uh, maybe we could even use uh, use Google Forms and uh, we could find different tools uh, that like educational platform type tools and and stuff we could uh, we could start there you know do kind of like a Prager you except uh, except actually constitutional type of thing. You know, we there's there's different ways we could approach this, but yeah, the educational angle. Since people, because what people gotta remember is the whole educational system. It was founded to help to ease the cost of training for employers. That was the big selling point for education. Uh, it it was also a way of educating kids about reading, writing, math, and and about uh, social studies or civics. Uh, it was as, and I think, I think like social studies and history, uh, American history and world history are some of the most important classes. And I also think it's good for people to learn about the different religions of the world. Because how many times have we seen politicians go to other countries and and not know the culture of the people there. Because, for example, if you're going to a Muslim country, you're going to want to know, first of all, if you're a woman, you're going to have to cover your hair, whether you like it or not, unless you want to get stoned, of course. Um, so that if you shake your hand, that if, if you shake somebody's hand, always shake with the right, never wipe your bow with the left. Of course, you don't have to advertise that you wiped the right, <laughs> but you know, but and and if you go to India, you have to understand that most people are vegan because that they worship cows. Uh, they they have they have more gods and goddesses than days of the year. I mean that, and not only that, but the Indians have the caste system, so. Uh, so it's really it's really good to understand where other people are coming from. 
And yeah, and I want to add something to what you were just saying that Connor put in a comment section. And I agree with you 100% because that, that part of the two ring stuff should be also applied. Well, I think properly use, okay, I think to properly understand the Constitution and the validity of it, we need to teach and remind Americans of British history and liberty chapter uh, chapters, uh, charters that make up the geology of the Constitution. So I do agree with you on that, Connor. That's why I've been pushing so much about sharing things and Robert, if you could put in the net on the the section as well on Saturday, we are hosting uh, the Sons of Liberty from the the History Channel um, version of it. Um, it's very good, and on on that on Saturday, yeah. we're going to be hosting that. Like that stuff is is pretty. It's very accurate, and you'll get to see like a lot of things you're seeing that happened then is going on now. But instead of uh, people looking at it as just, oh, the crown, and then it's exactly what the crown is here in America at this point right now, is the Democrat and Republican Party. We do have a tyrannical government just like our forefathers had. And them going in and illegally searching your property and taking your property and all the things that they're doing, that's a big piece of it. And that's why when you see me on Twitter, I always quote them or I put their stuff up or I'm, I'm putting clips up about that stuff because... The people aren't going to understand these fundamentals because, uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Most people that I grew up with did not care about history. They were sleeping in class. It was a completion grade for the most part because they had a football coach or somebody else in that class. That history wasn't a big deal. People were like, okay, let me just do my best just to pass the class. But they didn't really care to actually comprehend history. They just looked at it as something like that wasn't interesting. And same with our government classes. And so... And then when you, you did pay attention and you, you did listen to things. And now, like we just heard Bill Murr just sit there and say that, oh, you know, most Americans are stupid. And they don't even know we have, they don't can't even name the three branches of government. But then he turned around and called it a democracy. They bank on our stupidity so that it's easier to rule us. Robert, did you put that in the live chat? Um, yes, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, I see it. It's the Eventbrite um, click. Click. Yeah, After we yep. finish watching it, we can have a good discussion on it. And then um, it's not going to be at the same time as the, the tutoring sessions, but it's something interesting to watch. Like, hell, they had us watching um, Lord of the Rings in my English class when I was in school, like all of them. I fell asleep on that, not going to lie, because it was long and I was tired. And I had more reasons why I was tired when I was in school. But anywho, but um, that's something definitely we can uh, check out. Yes. So, and can I say something, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, um, if, if any of you are wondering about the costs, I... I went through Eventbrite because I didn't feel I didn't feel like going through the trouble of setting up an event page that I'm going to because I don't regularly host events like that. I'm I'm focused more on live streaming and stuff like that. So uh, so the the first, so the two dollar fee goes to me. The and the dollar seventy five is to pay for the Eventbrite service. So I've so I very much appreciate it uh, because any any little bit is going to help offset the costs of of purchasing these things because I'm not going to risk uh, uh, I'm not going to risk uh, pirating stuff and and then get it and then having copyright issues later on. Yeah, um, 
definitely. And like, let me see here. I want to play a clip, but this is the one that's popping up. You guys can't see it, but you can hear it. And if I had to explain a piece, I'll pause it. Like when we're talking about historical stuff, this is actually I've, I've been I've watched a bunch of this different historical things, and they're boring as shit, and it's not good, and it doesn't come off like as a art in a sense. It doesn't come off as entertainment, like a, a story, and it's just like educational. But this this one here is very good. The they did a really good job with the actors. They had good actors. They had the the costumes that they're wearing are good. It didn't look cheesy. It didn't look like they just put a lace front wig on and um it was obvious. It it was really good. And let me uh it didn't look like someone just did a reenactment and made it a movie. Literally. It's three episodes. We're just going to watch one on Saturday. But I'm going to let y'all hear this now. Found something. So real quick, in this part, the Brits have come and they're trying to find uh, weapons and gunpowder and on this man's property. And it, like you know, we have our amendments where you have the Fourth Amendment, where you know you can't go and in, in search and seize things unconstitutionally. That's where these founding fathers even came up with that. But with this part here, they're going up and tearing up his farm, going through his stuff, looking for ammo. And they they went through his field and found one little piece, like one like uh, bullet in his uh, piece. And so I'll let I'll let this play. Memento from the thrill of war. Nostalgia is hardly treason. Now, leave me to tend to my farm. It's in great need of repair. In this part, the Patriots are hiding in the woods, so they can't find them when they're going through digging through all this property. They're hiding back there, and they're waiting to see if they point a gun at this farmer's head. So they're about to point a gun at his head, and you can't see that, but the guy who's talking to him points a gun at his head. Then that's when the Patriots start shooting, Um, and then the Brits are running away. Um, Hold on. So this other guy from the Brits punched this, this guy. They say, will say, wait for it. This is Paul Ravine. Say, wait for it. So them just punching him wasn't when they start shooting their firearms. It's when the, the guy points a gun at his head. So here we go. The nostalgia is what's going to get you killed. Fire! So you're going to be hearing a lot of gunfire. That's going to be pretty much the rest of the sound, but you would nearly need to look at the video, which is on Twitter. I posted, you can type in Dying Dawn, Son of Liberties, and you'll find it. But the thing is, that, that addresses the Fourth Amendment. That's why these, these forefathers decided to do what they did. And I will say this. They did, 
they did turn around and do the same thing that Brits did to other people after the fact that then we had the Shea Rebellion. This is what Connor's talking about. We're needing to know our history. Don't understand more so why these rights exist in the first place if you understand what they're doing. And you'll look at what's going on now in our country and how they're using the, the police departments and these unelected agencies to do the same thing of why these rights are there in the first place. Did you want to add anything else, Robert? Um, yeah, that one of the things that I find appalling these days is that, is that when we see uh, legitimate police brutality, everybody's first instinct is record it, record it, record it. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, let's let's go back to the George Floyd incident, okay? Let's let's just uh, let's just imagine it happened in a red state, okay, where people love their guns, and 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 let's and then let's just say this cop that everybody saw that George Floyd was was sweating, he was panicking, and he had some issues. And then, and then you saw, and then everybody saw the cop put it, the pull him out of the car, despite complaining about medical issues, and and in which he could, which Derek Chauvin did not have to put the knee on the neck. That was guaranteed to kill him with his breathing issues already from the fentanyl overdose. So, so let's just say it it was it happened in a state where everybody was carrying guns. Well, can you imagine this? So Derek Chauvin starts to put his knee on the guy's neck, and then every single gun owner pulls out their gun and points it at the cops and say, you kill that man, we're going to kill you. He didn't pull a knife or a gun out of the cop. Can you imagine... A situation like that. If instead of phones, you know, and and that by the way, citizens arrest is a thing. So so to clarify, you're saying when, when the people see the cops doing something unconstitutional, we hold them accountable at that time for what they're doing, opposed to um saying we back the blue. No matter what it is going on, instead of just recording it and fight and then watching it happen, because I mean you got tape tapings of it, but you know maybe not if you weren't taping it, that then the guy's life could have been spared. But yeah, here I mean here's the thing: it's the difference between do you want them to clean up a dead body, or do you want them the man to be alive and then be able to testify against the police? Uh, so you is and and with all those witnesses, there's no way the cops will be able to get away with lying. So uh, there's so if uh, I don't think there's there would be much to worry about, quite frankly, in terms of prosecution, because it would make media attention. Um, you know, I think that people are fearful, though, of doing such a, a thing like that, that they can get shot at. Um, by the police or they're fearful like you know if they don't just pull out their cell phones that they can that this they, maybe they feel like taping the situation is going to be helpful or something I feel like you know maybe 
um, still taping it because if, if you guys see like pro- police brutality instead of only taping it, I think people are afraid to get shot by the police because a lot of times there's a lot of police um, there too. So what if it's just one person? What, do, what are your thoughts? Okay. Well, there were three cops on that scene. On that okay. scene. I mean, any other so, scene. Most times you have, was you, well, instead of George Floyd, look at Jalen Walker's situation. Say that there were other witnesses around because the only camera footage we're getting is from the police department. So say that, you know, there's a guy running away and then you see a whole bunch of, what, 13 cops out there? Uh, I guess eight uh, and they, shot and they start And they start shooting the guy? Yeah. Well, I, I guess... I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted in that situation because on one hand, I I wouldn't feel bad if some gangbangers came by and shot up all those cops, you know, when they I saw him. I wouldn't say that on the show, please. You'll I'm sorry. you lose the show. Don't say the things. I'm sorry. But on the other hand, I know it would be wrong as well because at the, because first of all, if they are taught overwhelming force. So if you got third, so if you got third, uh, say thirteen cops chasing a guy, um, where what are the? And this happened at night, by the way, with very few people around. So the odds would be very different. You know, so I, that's, I would just say this: instead of there being some kind of war. And when a situation happens when people are, cops are shooting and civilians are shooting, I, I think the best thing is to start, people need to start holding their police departments accountable um, for enforcing unconstitutional laws or, or police brutality. I think that's going to be a more of a, a, a situation where people can get behind that and help. Because once, like I said, like this whole thing about educating but people their rights and their liberties and you know, back you see you see people who scream, "I know my rights, I know my rights," and the cops are arresting them anyways. And then things of that nature, where we as people we stand up for those people. Um, but I would not suggest start a war and start shooting at police officers. I know. Um, I that's not going to get anything solved. It's going to have people more people die. And yeah. So, so uh, my I mean, whole thing is, if if we see the cops doing something unconstitutional, we see cops sitting there waiting on the side of the road to try to pull someone over. Maybe we should protest around that vehicle. Yeah. Um, excuse it, me. What are you? Why are you sitting here looking and waiting? There are crimes being committed. Go and do. Go after it. And there's unsolved cold cases. What are you doing on the side of the road trying to clock somebody for going over the speed limit? What okay. are you doing for our community? I think that will be more effective. Um, than having shootout with police officers. Yeah. All right. All right. I stay corrected. Look, I I'm just the type of person that if I see someone being hurt and I know there's something I can do about it, I my instincts are gonna are gonna say do something. Uh, but then on the other hand, legal consequences are a very different story. So. Um, I do remember seeing a couple videos where cops were uh, where cops were beating someone down, and oh, okay, okay, oh, so thank you. So I do remember a couple videos I saw where someone was getting beaten, 
and and people uh, and people were yelling and screaming at the cops, "Get off that man! Get off that man!" Um, so so yeah, there there are peace. Yeah, there are peaceful ways we can go we can go about it. I I guess what well, I guess what I was saying earlier is just you know how we have thoughts that we wish we could do sometimes, but. We know that wouldn't be morally right, or that would just make make things worse. But it would feel good in the moment, because on one hand, it, on one hand, who wouldn't want to rescue someone in harm? But on the other hand, the legal consequences could be staggering. So, um, I, I these are just these are just rough thoughts. I am not advocating anyone get into a shootout with police. I want to make sure we're not getting too far from the conversation because I just realized I, my mic was somehow this one was. I'm mute. sorry. I'm just, I'm just using this, but All right. I want to make sure we're not too far from the conversation. Is once we have communities, you gotta make sure in your community you're educating everyone on their rights. And if you have to make a syllabus or send them to my my tutoring things, or if you want to invite me to come in your area and we work those deets, those deets out for me to do that, I'm in. Like I am a servant for the people when it comes to this. And so I want the whole thing is the thing is we have to start with the educating part, the history, why we have the Constitution in the first place, what, why we have um, the, the Bill of Rights, why we have the, the, all the amendments in the first place. And that right there will help if people are armed with their liberties and freedoms that we we can um hold the, the our police departments accountable when they're enforcing unconstitutional laws. People go to um, council meetings and county commissioner meetings um, to protest the fact that they're in, they're trying to create laws. And then uh, in your state congresses, in the same token, because these people are getting away with it because we're just sitting back and letting them do it. But if people don't realize what their rights and their freedoms are, they allow it. A lot of us, I don't know how many of y'all have had any interactions with courts. I think most people have um, or with attorneys. A lot of us don't want to don't educate ourselves because we expect those attorneys to be the ones to, to be your guardian and defend you in court. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you go in blindly. You don't want yourself in a situation where you are you care about your rights and liberties once you're locked up where you don't have access, um, free access like you would when you're out free. So the best thing to do now is to do that now. So if you hear about such and such, oh, this person got arrested for all this and busted, then, I mean, you don't need to just only come out when you see someone getting shot or only when you see a black person getting shot. You need to do it every time it happens. Because we're not going to win this battle by only a small minority group or one group comes out and stands on something. Because a lot of times those 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 uh, protests and those things of that nature um, are designed so that that – it's who gets the camera vision of all that. Those are not people that actually care about your rights and your freedoms. They're about there, out there looking for a buck. They're looking for some publicity and attention. We as communities can actually be out there together, and that's going to hold this uh, this whole system accountable. We have a lot of stuff to break down tomorrow when it comes to um, the Constitution and the, the thir- missing 13th Amendment and things of that nature. But I'm going to hear from privacy real quick, and then um, I'm going to have a few closing thoughts on that. I really wanted some more 
perspectives on the civic tutoring because I think that is a part of something that we can really do. If you don't, if me, I'm, I'm going to charge for the extra stuff because I already do the know your rights stuff for free. I do this stuff for free. I have the website up. It's not free. If you know how much it costs to run a website and have a website up, that's not free. And people are, you know, people donate sometimes here and there. Um, that, that's very helpful. And if people are sharing stuff because they can't donate, that's helpful. But like this other piece, um, I'm going to be doing that, um, the tutoring civics thing, because I used to be a tutor in college. And so this is, this is, this is near and dear to my heart. Now, I would never be like, be like, oh, I'm going to charge you $1,000 for tutoring. No, it's going to be obviously very affordable. And anybody in your household can be like five kids and a husband and wife, and that's one household cost. So if you want me to come to your area and, and, and teach certain people certain things, that's one thing. I want to, like I said, I'm trying to do this whole tour thing. I know only a few people donated to that. So that, that tour thing is going to be a per whenever people are committed to having me come. Because that tour thing isn't happening, obviously, because people aren't donating uh, for that particularly. But privacy, go ahead. Yeah, you got off topic a little bit. I was going to say, don't interfere with the police because they could charge you with a crime. I can barely hear you. Can't do that. Is this better? It's, it's, it's a little better. How about that? I can hear you, but it's quiet. But go ahead. Okay, what I was going to say is you got a little off topic, but I just definitely want to make it clear that... Uh, Pulling a gun on a cop could definitely result in negative consequences. You know, you could get arrested. It's not good, but let's not get on that topic. Uh, I just wanted to make that very clear. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, education is good. It's definitely what we do need, but the issue is there's a lot of things going on in today's world, like as far as a lot of people see it. You know, our government is, you know, destroying our our food processing and things like that. And people are worried about that. I think you got to tie it in somehow with with just, I don't know, because people are, I see a lot more people interested in actually prepping. And yes, that's important, but also education is important. It's just that you got to balance the two, I think, and maybe talk about like kind of combine maybe the shows a little bit, talk about your rights as well as maybe throwing in a little bit of prepping because people, I see a lot more people getting into that and it just, it's, it's more piquing people's interest because it, it if you can't feed your family, what are you going to do? You're just going to talk about your rights. I get what you're doing. It's very good. But the whole prepping education. thing means nothing. If people can come and just everything you've grown in your garden and catch it on fire and then you have no food. So the whole thing is before you get to that point, we're trying to beat the the whole um, us having to live off grid and all that other stuff. It doesn't matter if you can grow your food and eat if you don't know what your life's rights, liberties are. If these if government decides to come in and take that shit from you because you, so you may have broken some code because they have regulations with animals and, and plants. So it doesn't really matter if you don't know what your rights and liberties are. And you can't stand on them. If they just come and, and, and burn up your shit, what you going to do? Well, it depends on where you live. 
It does, I mean, but you still need to know your rights and freedoms. That's it. You need to be able yeah. to, you need to be, you can multitask. If people can watch NFL games, they can uh, be on social media. If they can and um, do whatever they're doing, they can, you can still prep your stuff. You doesn't mean you just, oh, you just get pick between one or the other. But this, this conversation today, because I know you come up a lot of times talking about prepping, even if it's not the topic of the discussion, this discussion is on educating our communities. Because if if Paul down the road um, knows his rights and liberties and the rest of the neighborhood doesn't and they don't care that his freaking land was burnt up by the government, well, he, what did he do? Did he break the law? They took his property. Did he break the law? No one's going to stand up for you. Good point. <laughs> And and can I say something as well? And I promise yeah. I'll I promise I'll temper myself. Uh, so so then so then that gets into the situation of of if if you're if you've been prepping for six months and the feds come in and decide that you have too much food and they're gonna. They're going to confiscate what they want and then burn up the rest and leave you with nothing. Then that puts you in a tight spot because, because you you got to think, am I going to uh, – am I trying to survive this or am I going to wait it out in court and and starve for the next few months? Because Am I going to deal with this now or am I going to deal with it later because this is going to immediately affect you. Because they burn, they they t- if they take what they want, they burn down all your crops and they burn down your house. You know, hypothetical, but what? But uh, but if they do that, then uh, then are you? That's where you. It's either fight or flight. To be honest, and that's why it's good to know your constitutional rights. And that's also why I think it's important for militias to exist because Clive and Bundy, perfect example. The FBI, because the Bureau of Land Management, they had FBI snipers pointing uh, pointing their rifles at him, his wife, and his two kids. They were ready to kill his entire family uh, in one shot uh, if he didn't vacate the land. What happened? Two over two hundred militia members from Nevada and surrounding states came and pointed their guns right back at the at the FBI and brought the press. See, I think that's the key. If you're gonna resist the government, you need to make sure there's press as well. Because if because all the mainstream media was covering it. As well as alt media, uh, and and that's I think what largely stopped the FBI from just going ahead and shooting up all the militiamen and killing Clive and Bundy and his family, because the whole reason that incident went down was because Harry Reid's son made a deal with some Chinese billionaire that the Chinese billionaire said, hey, I'll buy this land in Nevada for $5 billion, but you got to get this, this stinky farmer and his cows off off the land. Uh, so that's, that's, what that, that's what sparked that whole incident. It was corruption. But, but when you're in the moment, I think that's probably the hardest time in, 
And there are times when there is no right or wrong answer. It's a gray area. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. We've we've all been in situations where there is no good answer. So, and, and I want to I want to add this too. Like Connor again, I'll refer to Connor. Make sure y'all check him out um, on Twitter and stuff. Um, with like what Connor was saying, if you don't know your history, John Hancock. He didn't initially like he was working with the Patriots for his benefit at, at first. But he got his shit taken away. Everything. He lost everything. If the government says we can take your stuff, that's what they're going to do. So I want to play one more clip. And then we're going to close out here in a second. Um, This one is where Ben Franklin, Hancock, um, Samuel Adams, and I think I'm forgetting somebody else. Oh, John Adams, the John Adams Sr. is uh, talking about the solution and they decide they're going to hit up Thomas Jefferson and they're deciding that the only solution is a new country. Um, You don't have to see this. You can just hear what they're saying on this one. Someone. Your businesses without someone else taking it over? Yes. And uh, live in your own houses without the fear someone taking it absolutely yes you want the um the right by the way that's benjamin franklin talking at the moment to not be at the whim of a king exactly well gentlemen um I have been in England for more than a decade, and you're not going to get any of those rights or freedoms uh, from them. You're not talking about defending your rights as Englishmen. You're talking about a new country. A country? Yes. All the colonies united. A new nation. That's the only way it's going to work. Is that really what you want? I suppose it is. Well, uh, that's an absolutely batshit crazy idea. That's exactly what I want, too. So, let's see if we can sell this idea to anyone else. We got this country. Are we going to use our duty? It is our right. It is our duty. Are we going to do that? Yes or no? But we can't do it if people don't know what their rights are. To protect. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I think part of the problem goes back to the fact that so many people today are willing to give up liberties for a guarantee of safety from the government. I mean... As I mentioned many times, 
I live in a blue state. People here, they are willing to give up their bodily autonomy for a false guarantee of safety. Uh, because the I remember 2020, there was ma- there was mask, vax, and COVID propaganda everywhere. I mean, the the propaganda machine it was it was in full blast. You couldn't get away from COVID no matter what. I mean, we we had businesses that were locked down all because of a virus with a 99% survival rate. I mean, I, I'm, I often ask the question, how would we have handled smallpox if it was a problem today? Because during smallpox, people still worked. People still spent time with their families. People still went out. And they just accepted the consequences of 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 being human. Everybody has a time to die. You know, you don't know when your time is appointed, but everybody has a date with the Grim Reaper. And I find that the best approach to life is to just, just be, understand that tomorrow is not promised. And, and that life is generally dangerous. I mean, hell, you can, uh, you can bump your head on your on a on a hardwood bed and die from that. You could fall. You could uh, you could fall in your own home and die and hit your head on something sharp and bleed out. I mean, there's right. plenty of because when they do yeah. these things, anything can kill you. Right. The number one killer is heart disease. Mm-hmm. In this country, but you don't see them outlawing cheeseburgers. You don't see them outlawing. Well, they're trying to. Um, you don't see them outlawing sugar. Now they're not. You're not seeing them do those things because this is about control. It doesn't have anything to do about them trying to make you safe. And, and I'll tell you this: I've I've been on a sugar-free diet for over a year now. Well, low sugar diet, I should say, and. I do feel a lot better. I won't go into the issues that, that pushed me into it, but it was not exactly by choice. It was my own stupid fault, though, because I did eat bad for so many years. But uh, but now I drink uh, zero sodas for the most part. Uh, I do I do watch it with the sugar and everything I eat, and I do feel a lot better. And I drink Question. a lot more water. Are you having withdrawals from the sugar? In the first month or two, I did. Sugar. Just like any drug that they've outlawed, right? You get, you get the withdrawals from not having it in your system anymore. Yeah, let's just say adjusting to Coke Zero and Pepsi Max was, uh, it was a hell of an adjustment. But. But, but over to I appreciate you for sharing that. Privacy, do you want to add anything else? Because we're about to shut this down and we're gonna be on Twitter spaces at nine thirty PM Central Standard Time. Um did you want to add anything else, privacy? He's not there. So what we're gonna do is close this out of the anthem. 
long the this, the closing statements that I'm going to put out there is the fact that a lot of times any movement we've had, I feel like they that they were educating about their movement, um, the candidate they wanted in office. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to educate people on their their rights, and we can't do anything. Um, we can't accomplish much if we're not educating people on those those different beliefs, um, the rights and our liberties. So I want us to do this right this time uh, by doing that. And I feel like so many people are homeless politically, and they don't. They, don't, they a lot of people, seventy seven million people, qualify to vote, but they don't because they don't believe in any kind of politician or what the media or whatever is pushing out on them. Earlier we played Bill Murr and the conversation where they call us stupid. Um, I think that we can d- tackle them back by proving that we're not stupid and that we actually know our rights and liberties and they're all full of shit and they can, and then they're going to lose views. That's how you make them lose views. You don't have to just boycott someone and not talk, like not listen to their stuff anymore. You, you can actually be, you get turned off by them because you know what they're talking about is shit because you actually know your rights and your liberties. You do know the three branches of government and you do know that we're not a democracy. So my closing thoughts on that is, I tell you every day to read your constitution, read the Bill of Rights, read the Christian Pendants. The solution is there. But I'm going to try to make extra steps to make sure like people are doing that. And then once you are armed with that information, that you can share it in your communities as, as well. Without further ado, we're going to close this out in the anthem. Tomorrow, make sure you're here. It's going to be a freaking amazing show. All right. Bye. Created equal. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free.